0: Hey everybody, welcome to Backooshes, I'm Sal, I'm Tiffany, and I'm Ben. Today we're doing Days of Future Past, not the movie, oh. which is kind of like this, but the comic.
1: What about the X-Men cartoon?
0: Not like that either. <laughs> what about Ghosts of Christmas Past? That's Dickens. Oh. Yeah, no. I was going to say Dickensian, but it's actually literally Dickens. So, so it's Dickens. You know, Dickens this is, it's and Dickens. Yes. Yeah, this is Claremont. This is and Claremont. Oh. Uh, Chris Claremont uh, wrote Speech Past. Chris Claremont is like the go-to X-Men writer. Every time that they like any epic moment in X-Men history is probably by Chris Claremont, um, except for recent stuff like House of M and that kind of thing. So like Phoenix up. Yes. And Days of Future Past. <laughs> uh, okay. what he... I can think of. Yeah. But there's a lot more that he's done. It's just that, you know, those are the ones that are like, oh, he also wrote, um, he helped form the 90s X-Men that we're so familiar with from the cartoon show. So, like, he wrote, like, Jim Lee's X-Men. Can
1: I go off on a tangent for real quick here? Go ahead. Every time I hear the word apocalypse in conjunction with the character, all I can think of is the fact that his big
0: blue, blue, blue lips. Blue. <laughs> Like that guy from Dungeons and Dragons, the movie?
1: Yeah, I guess, but like, it's just because of <laughs> the fact that his name is Apocalypse. Oh
0: my god. I've never made that assumption. And like, yeah, every
1: time we talk about him, I'm like,
0: <laughs> big blue lips. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how like badass and, and awesome Apocalypse is, and how dumb he looks. Like, he looks cool... And dumb. Well, he, he has blue lips no, that, that extend looks- to his ears, and he has a big A on his belt buckle crotch.
1: I don't think that's that he looks dumb. I think that he looks like the period that he was created in.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: You know what I mean? And then in retrospect, it's like, this is not timeless.
0: No. I had, they when the X-Men action figure started to become huge from Toy Biz, yeah. uh, they had an Apocalypse action figure, and he sucked. <laughs> like, he sucked on toes. Didn't he, was... he have an extendable hand? <laughs> yes, he was. Because Apocalypse, one of his like, defining attributes is that he can get bigger and smaller or whatever, well, smaller, like, regular size or bigger, so really just he can grow. And the action figure needed to, like, articulate that in this- some way. So, his arms extended, and his legs extended about this much. So, like, his arm... But, he's like, he had a big arm, and, or a big forearm. It extended, so, like, you had this little, like, tube. Like so he that was showed? A, yeah, that showed. Oh, they showed. didn't even
1: make the gauntlet really long? And no, it covered it? No. Uh, so, he's just like,
0: huh, huh. And he was slightly taller than your other action yeah, figures. Yeah. So dumb.
1: But still, if you think about the ratio of... That the action figure height to his height. That's yeah, you slightly taller than that. That could be them. significant to them,
0: right? Uh, then later, ToyBiz made a better uh, Apocalypse figure who was who looked like Apocalypse. He wasn't much bigger than the other figures, but they didn't even try at that point. They what? were more going for like likeness rather than function. They had a set size mold. Like, no, it has to fit in this box. Yes, that's true as well. Days of Future Past is a story that everyone points to. They're like, oh. You love X-Men, Day Switch past okay. When they when I mean so much so that Brian Singer knew. In order to pull the X-Men out of the abyss that he let Brett Ratner fall into, he had to do something bold and comics related. And What happened with the Abyss? The Oh, not the not, not the actual Abyss, but like what Abyss was this? Oh, the Abyss was X-Men 3 last stand, which was fucking garbage. All he did, I think all he said was Day Speech passed, and everyone in the comics committee were like, oh shit, yes. Also because they knew time travel means we can undo all those bad decisions from the last movie. So, uh, it, it's a timeless moment, it's a timeless story, timeless being a time traveling story. <laughs> uh, and I think it nails the time travel pretty well. It's pretty fun, and it's drawn by John Byrne, who's great, and he's also a writer in his own right. He helped kind of script Days Future Past with okay. Claremont. Okay. Um, Burn is hit or miss when it comes to writing, but his art, especially during this time, which is 1980, top notch. Top of his game.
1: What's up with the, the, what, the what, fact that during this time period they like this V shape on the front of the character's head? Wolverine's got it. I assume it's Kitty Pride. Uh beast. yes,
0: they're beast. Actually, that's uh that's Marvel Girl.
1: All right, Marvel Girl. I'm sorry, Marvel Girl. Beast. She's got it a little bit. Yeah, they like the V. They do
0: like the V. And Magneto of- has a weird trident thing. Yes, he does. He's always had that little thing on his helmet. Angel
1: even has it a little bit.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, actually, I should point out most of those all those designs. Yeah. Were by David Cockrum. Uh, so mm-hmm. they're all kind of it's it's almost because uh, I love Cockrum's designs. But he's the guy who like designed like Nightcrawler's outfit. And in fact, his costume, mm-hmm. like the shoulders do that V as well. Yeah. That could be the cohesion, because in this book actually there's a moment where, in the original 60s like X-Men, the X-Men had like a black and yellow uniform that they all wore, and they all looked the same. So uh, I think Kitty Pryde yeah, wasn't blue. No, and Beast was a regular guy. Right. Uh, Which is weird to me. Yes. It's very weird. Yeah, It's really weird. Because I grew up with the cartoon show. Yeah. hmm
1: in that case, is Beast supposed to be kind of like a Dr. Jekyll, and Mr. Hyde kind of? Thing. Yeah, it was more like. Sort of, yes, really, it,
0: it invokes the idea, and it's definitely uh, Beast is supposed to they make, make. They're at the same
1: time, essentially. It's like you don't get the two. With the, you know what I mean? Like it's. Well, except that Beast never actually turned back. That's what I'm saying. So you're getting like the the mind of Hyde and then the the, the body of Jekyll. Oh yeah, yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah Jekyll's by... mind, Hyde's body. Take that, reverse it. Thank you. Print. <laughs> but everyone's costumes kind of look like this.
1: Yeah. Oh, I like that.
0: I liked this uniform. Everyone had the same uniform. And then after a while, uh, the the professor says, you know what? You've all graduated, but you're not going to stop being X-Men. But you all should have your own identities. So that's when, like, their costumes started to become prevalent. Like, when Cyclops actually got, like, a costume and stuff. Uh, and it was actually through, like, a training exercise that Professor X set up that the original X-Men, which is Cyclops and Jean Grey and everybody, got, like... Fucked over on like a living island, that um, Professor X got a new team of X Men, and they, they were called the New X Men, and it was big deal, and that was actually one of those iconic comic book <laughs> covers of like the original X Men, and then the covers being ripped open, yeah. and Wolverine, uh, oh, shit, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Colossus, Storm. And, and other characters. The, did the, the
1: original X Men return? They did return, and the, and the other team is there. And they were like, and his what Professor the hell? X like, hey,
0: yeah, he was like, oh, I thought you all died. So, so I just, <laughs> no, actually, he recruits yeah. them to save the original X Men. But you know, I like my that's version. a much better case. Where he just he was like, all right. Where he's like you're, Professor Farnsworth. Yeah. Oh, you're not as good as my last team. <laughs> yeah. He just keeps replacing X Men here. Yeah. He just. Years. He's like,
1: you're new this, you're new that. You can have that really. right, exactly.
0: room. Exactly. Then they all come back. Oh, oh, my X Men. Uh. Welcome back. Could everyone just go you,
1: into the main meeting room so we can debrief? Yeah, you yeah, Which I also as the I'll danger be right room. Right there. Hang on one second. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, I- I was to get really, okay. away right. really fast yeah. <laughs> I was gonna
0: say he's like you graduated here's your diplomas now get out <laughs> or he's like let's go to the meeting room which is actually the danger room and he just sets it on a million <laughs> all right then opens okay. the floor he's like all right Chuck yeah, okay Chuck I how are we gonna do this here is mm-hmm. the bathroom okay Chuck here's how we're gonna do this I messed up real bad but I think I could pull myself out of this I am a telepath
1: I already said they died they
0: have to die. Maybe I yeah, can believe I have... that they died. I can make them believe it. Yeah. And then they'll be dead. <laughs> right? Is that how that works? <laughs> anyway, is that how <laughs> that works? It is not Days of Future Past. So uh, Days of Future Past is set in the 80s, because it takes place in the 80s. It's like 1980. It's like right in not cusp. Okay. And you can see the art shift from the seventies, 60s and 70s to the 80s. That's cool. But uh, the first issue of Days of Future Past is actually a recap issue. Uh, it's right after uh, the Phoenix Saga. Um, Jean is dead. Or, or so they think, mm-hmm. the old. first time, and they're having her funeral. And Cyclops has this internal monologue for the whole issue where he's like, "Wasn't always like this," and then he tells us what happened. And he basically just catches us up with X Men continuity for the last twenty years. Okay, <laughs> and you're like, and you're reading this, and you're like, "Okay, Days of Future Past. Here we go."
1: I don't know about you guys, but I have these quiet moments sometimes where I just recap my life. Right? And I'm just like, "Hmm, wasn't always
0: like this." It wasn't always like this. You know, when I when I first was born, here's what happened. And that's
1: that way that if anybody's listening.
0: Yeah, they get a full continuity... They're caught
1: up on yeah, my life.
0: Exactly. And he really does like and he, he he references things that are long forgotten from X-Men's like history. Like like when Professor X invented Cerebro and like what it looked like back then and you Whoa. know stupid like cosmic Whoa. characters like taking Magneto into space and then like him escaping from them. Like is that an owl bear? Where it's like a bear and the, an owl? <laughs> no, that's so. the stranger. He took Magneto into space. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? It doesn't matter. Uh, stranger danger! Yeah, so this yes. is when they all got their costumes, by the way, to look individuals. What's up with Shovelhead? He is one of the many mutant menaces, like Mimic here, and uh, the super-adaptoid, and so forth. Despair, uh, you know. Mole Man. Uh, master Mold. You
1: know. All right, I know Master Mold.
0: Yes, got, got he, one. I know Moleman and Juggernaut.
1: Wait, is that Moleman, no, or is that, that the Wicker Man's That's Moleman. Oh, is this the yeah. Wicker Man? Is
0: well, that
1: is a poor Chewbacca cosplayer?
0: Yeah, that looks like him. Okay. There's the Scarecrow. He is king of the Wicker people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he loves rattan. So yeah, he he catches us up with all this like irrelevant continuity
1: but it isn't. I mean, I guess this is
0: kind of a good jumping on. It's a great jumping point. on point if you want to know exactly where the X-Men are s- 30 years ago.
1: This is really modern now, which means that some of the art has circled around back to this kind of graphic feel. Well, that's John and Byrne. Think, but and that's really cool.
0: As far as like panel composition and uh you know, character, like, motion.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah. Especially with
0: Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is always in motion whenever he's there. Because he's, you know, he's a teleporter, so he's always moving. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's also a very, like... uh, Acrobatic. Acrobatic character, yeah. Mm -hmm. he was a member of the circus, and he's a swashbuckler, and he's a swords. his method of, like, fighting, and so there's a lot going on.
1: Even with, like, using negative... You know what I mean? That's really cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Like, you've shown me some older books, and while the art's always interesting to some degree, like, this is, like, I'm just like... I would question, like, if someone was doing an homage to older art with mm-hmm. this, but pulling in modern, like, sensibilities. Right. It's cool. I like it. Going yeah. Hang on. I'm
0: sorry. So, uh, and then we kind of catch up to, like, our ride-along character for the X-Men, which is Kitty Pride. Which is just funny, because nowadays, okay. Kitty Pride is like a staple. She's a major... She has been an X-Man. She's not been an X-Man. She's been brought back and renamed a million friggin' times. Okay, is she already Shadowcat in this? Yes. By the time... Well, she... When we first meet her, it's actually just like the end of the first episode of the X-Men animated series, only to replace Kitty Pride with Jubilee, like where she's like... She leaves her family behind, she joins the X-Men and she's like gets a taxi cab and she goes and she rings the doorbell and then like her whole future is like waiting for her on the other side of the door. And Kitty Pride's same deal, only she's much more like 80s spunk um okay. rather than 90s, 90s of the mall. Yeah, but rather than 90s mall rat. So then we've already established that like, Kitty Pride is like the noob of the X-Men. Uh, and okay. so most of the stories are kind of told from her perspective and she's I'm kind of like the protagonist of Days of Future Past, so it's kind of important for that. Okay. Uh, the next story after the flashback is Nightcrawler's Inferno, which is a story Ooh. in which it's uh, it's Nightcrawler's birthday, and they're... Oh, by the way, uh, that first story, the recap, uh, n- not only are they having Jean Grey's funeral, and Cyclops is narrating everything, but he also quits. He's like, I can't be an X-Man right now. Like, I've lost Jean... And I, I have to just make it on my own. So Cyclops is not a member of the X-Men. Storm has been, has been, been made leader of the X-Men. Okay. So Storm's their, like, field leader at this point. I can only assume that Nightcrawler's Inferno and his birthday party yes. is the fact that he's so old there are, like, a billion candles on his cake? No, no. Nightcrawler's Inferno is his birthday party, which is hilarious because um, the X-Men celebrate it in kind of a weird way. But this is right after the 70s, so it's like disco Inferno. <laughs> so Nightcrawler's no! dancing. No, it's like Dante's Inferno. Uh, there, uh, disco. everybody gives, like, you know, they celebrate this. It's very, like, Thanksgiving like. If you'll notice, there's, like, a fucking, uh, turkey. Um, it's like a Whoville smorgasbord. It looks like Nightcrawler's turning 21, according to the birthday cake topper. Ooh. Uh, I love the gift that Wolverine gives Nightcrawler. It's a large framed photo of himself.
1: That's what I'd like to know. Um, first of all, that is ridiculously large. Turkey right. leg?
0: Well, Wolverine's a little small.
1: Oh, that's true. Second of all, I know it's a surprise party, but they could have told him he would have to wear his
0: uniform all day. No, but it's way cooler to see Nightcrawler in his costume. I'm
1: just saying, everybody else is like
0: is in their civvies, as yeah. they call them. Yeah. Nightcrawler doesn't get civvies. No, it, he's, yeah. he's always blue, so he's like, no, I'm always gonna be in this room. R- it's also such a, such a rad outfit. I'm he so glad we didn't request. waste our time. Um, there's also a weird character point for Kitty Pride where she doesn't like Nightcrawler. Because he's blue? Because he's weird looking. Like, it's the it's the three finger thing. It's everything. It's the fact that he's blue. He looks like a demon and he has three fingers and, he's and a like, tail. Yeah. She finds him really creepy. And like Claremont makes every attempt, every time she has an internal monologue and Nightcrawler's there, to say, like I know I shouldn't have a problem, but he's so creepy looking. Like wow. I can't get past it. It's weird, but kind of interesting to have one of your protagonists be like have such a hang-up on one of your other protagonists. Like one of the good guys. Yeah, and it's to have to be like, such a petty, weird thing that she should really get over because of the nature of the X-Men. Yeah. And it's not like Nightcrawler has wronged her in any way. No, and he's actually incredibly nice, and every time you see a speech uh, thought bubble for Nightcrawler, he's always like, Kitty still hasn't gotten over how weird I look. I guess I'll just have to try harder to be her friend. Oh! Yeah, it's really uncomfortable. That's sad! Wow! So, then Nightcrawler gets a weird present of a little statue of himself and it blows up in his face and murders him. So Nightcrawler dies. Uh, what?! What?! <laughs> so Nightcrawler dies and they take him into like one of the X Men's like recuperation chambers. Best birthday ever. I know. <laughs> he literally gets this little statue and this is neat, Come on, And it just blows up in his face directly. Well, and that's there's this night- moment where that's he's just- Nightcrawler Inferno. Oh, no. Yeah! He is infernoed all over his face. Did
1: they bamf his head away?
0: Like what? No, that's just like smoke. Oh. That's uh, so you don't see how messed up his face looks. Yeah. No. So anyway, and he... not because of the explosion, just because he looks It's just weird. so weird. So he we dies, and Professor X is like, Whoa, uh, anyway, X-Men, hate to tell you this, Nightcrawler is no longer alive. I gotta make a phone call. And he... He's gotta go find a new Nightcrawler. <laughs> exactly. I gotta make a phone call. So... <laughs> what's another like name for a worm that I could give to an X-Man <laughs> um, so he calls Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange shows up Tiffany's excited because she loves Doctor Strange But Doctor Strange shows up and he's like, I understand you have need of my unique abilities. And they're like, yeah, because Nightcrawler is technically dead, but he's also not really dead. Like, he's not alive anymore. He's mostly dead. Right. It's basically that. (laughs) (laughs) Two (laughs) blades. Two bands. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. So, you know. He was cheating at cards by teleporting cards around (laughs) the So, uh, Doctor Strange uses the eye of Agamotto to see into him, uh, into Nightcrawler. He's like, yes, it's true, he's not actually dead. He's, okay. His body may be dead, but it's only because his soul was taken out of his body and taken to a mystical plane that only I can enter. So then Doctor Strange and a bunch of the X Men go into this mystical plane, uh, after fighting, uh, like, Medusa Head, that they, the, the, who is named Magdi. Or Magdi. Okay. I like Magdi. Yeah, Magdi that that yeah that's this chick and she's like you will never have nightcrawler back you will never receive (laughs) the (laughs) necronomicon you'll die in the graveyard before you get it (laughs) magdy fights dr strange and a bunch of the x-men and then she winds up actually taking them into the dimension where nightcrawler is as well uh so kitty pride stays behind with to guard the base with professor x she's she is left alone to kind of just figure out just (laughs) kind of wonder what happened
1: I do not care makes, about him anyway. What does it matter?
0: It makes a whole lot of sense why they didn't bring Professor X because, like, how do you deal with a wheelchair in, like, this weird dimension? In this weird dimension? dimension? Well, guess what? The weird dimension is hell itself. <laughs> but... It's, so the X-Men go to hell. The X-Men go Strange. to hell. Doctor Strange and the X-Men go to hell. That's what this book should be called. So hell is uh, a real place. Well, according to this, yes, but it's also entirely modeled after Dante's Inferno. By Dante. Like, that's specifically cheap. in the point where, like, they go to the, the, the gate and it has the, the abandoned hope, ye who enter here, like. That's really quote, cheap. Like, poem on the door. What if you don't enter? Well, they need to enter in order to find out. I'm problem. just saying. <laughs> but yeah, well, if you don't, just they... call his name really loudly and hope he'll come out. No, he Kurt. won't. He's not there, yeah.
1: Kurt. Yeah. He's
0: not at home. No, he, so they find him and he's like, whoa, what happened? I can't believe it. And they, like, they all arrive almost around the same time. <laughs> so then they go to hell and they fight demons and shit and it's weird. Oh my god, Doctor Strange just ran in there. <laughs> what do we do? We'll see, oh, Six of the, the plane, Planets. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to hell, and throughout like their ordeal with hell. By the way, they go through like the levels, like they go to Malbolge and stuff. Like it's weird. Okay. Uh, but it's and and throughout the whole ordeal, Doctor Strange goes. This is very much not the way I imagine hell to be. Imagine, mm-hmm. I assume he's been there. He has been to hell, so he's like this is not quite hell, but I don't understand. But I don't know where I am. You know. Conveniently enough. Yeah, because the plot doesn't require me to know it until later. So it's not actually hell. Then he it, failed
1: his perception it's not check. It's <laughs>
0: yeah. It's not, no. Uh, Magdie is this, like, magic chick who was, uh. She had, like, a son in Eastern Europe, and Claremont and Byrne's depiction of Eastern Europe is, like, a. Like, ni- like 18, 1700s, like, swashbuckling time. Swashbuckling? Yeah. And, uh, basically the idea was that, like, Nightcrawler was part of this, like, roving band of, like, Gypsy Circus, and, uh, he and, unbeknownst to him, Magdy's son, uh, wind up becoming fast friends. I think they become blood brothers in the story. And then her son dies. Yes. Uh, his son, and... her son kills someone, and then Nightcrawler tries to stop him and accidentally snaps his neck. uh
1: because I was Night gonna Crawler say she
0: like, probably blames him for her son's death. She does. Little did I know that he actually did cause it. His- yeah, he actually literally did cause his death. Uh, but she uses her. She, I think she and Doctor Strange is like Eye of Agamato reveal what actually happened because she had heard like Nightcrawler killed my son, but she didn't know like my son was a murderer and my son was trying to and Nightcrawler was trying to stop him. So after she realizes the truth, she's like, "Okay, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I, that was my bad." I'm, I didn't actually take you to hell, by the way. I was just going to create a dimension that is like hell—a hell that you are familiar with because you're Catholic—and you were going to stay there forever.
1: That explains why it's so Dante's Inferno. Because yes. she's calling
0: from source material. Exactly. Okay. So uh, she instead immediately forgives him and like kind of calls her like him her son and says like, "Oh, and by the way, you can totally bang my daughter." And Nightcrawler's is like, "Jackpot!" So he does. And then uh the next story It's very so bizarre he, So he does. It's very bizarre that her son looks like a normal human being when she looks like a, a chick. Yeah. And is and, and, and has like snake, slightly demonic? Yeah. And Kurt is also very demonic, and you're just like, hmm, you guys aren't related? Yeah. And you know what's funny about that is that later on when we're gonna run into Mystique, and Mystique is kind of like knows about his encounter with Magdy, and you're kinda like, Were you Magdy? But like Mystique doesn't have magic, so no. But Mystique is, in fact, his mom. Yes, that I know. Yeah, so there you go. Anyway, uh, so <clears throat> the next story in Days of Future Past.
1: Yeah, it's, is this? No, we're
0: getting there. We're getting there. Don't worry. Uh, so then, does, does the trip we just took into hell have anything to do with Days of, Days of Past? Future Past? So then, Wolverine and Nightcrawler go to Canada. Don't worry, we're almost halfway through Days of Beach Past. We're almost halfway through Days of Beach Past. So then, wait, Wolverine and... What was the past? Don't worry. Hang on. Stay with me. Nightcrawler and Wolverine decide to go to Canada because Alpha Flight attacked them once because Wolverine quit Alpha Flight and nobody quits Alpha Flight, which is the Canadian Avengers. Except they're all lame. So they're really the Canadian Avengers because back then the Avengers were lame. And uh, Wolverine is like hanging out of the X-Mansion and he's like, You know what, you guys? Yeah, Alpha Flight wouldn't leave us alone. So, like, maybe what I should do is I'll go to Canada and I'll like quit good and proper and like let like the 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 bad blood settle with my former team. That way they'll leave me alone and like you know we can we can move on. You know, as X Men. So, uh, and Nightcrawler's like, I'll come too, because I'm, reg- I'm right now very popular, and that'll sell more books. So, Nightcrawler and Wolverine go to Canada. It's still organic, though, because Wolverine and Nightcrawler are, coming- are becoming really close friends. Okay, does Kitty Pride stay behind and, like... Yeah, guard the base. Guard the base with Professor X again? Yeah, she does. Do, they- Do we see that? Yeah. Yeah, they show us every once in a while. It's so weird.
1: And then they go into the future?
0: No, they go to Canada, and they fight Wendigo. Who's a Canadian saber tooth? Yes,
1: and he's a main player in Days of Future Past.
0: No, Wendigo fights Wolverine, Alpha Flight, and Nightcrawler, uh, and then they uh, figure out that like because okay, the Wendigo. If you guys are familiar with the Wendigo myth, the I am Wendigo, familiar with the Wendigo myth. is uh, you become like a Sasquatchian monster if you are a cannibal in Canada or something.
1: If, I believe it is a um, like a Native American yes uh,
0: uh,
1: mythology like yes. a like a cryptozoology
0: and in fact so. uh, there is a Native American representative in the Flight named Shaman very sensitive and uh, that was going to be Warpath it's not Warpath's dead so actually Thunderbird's <laughs> dead Warpath his brother is not yet an X Man so no okay uh,
1: that's a costume
0: oh yeah that's Snowbird Snowbird's a member of the of, Half of Flight she can turn into animals. And, uh, Are they birds? She can turn anything. So why is she named Snowbird? Because she's pretty like a bird. And white like snow. And she has this cute outfit that's like a cape, but it's also like feathers.
1: And a big V on her head.
0: And a big V on her head. So, <laughs> and of course Wolverine's hair is always a perpetual V. Yes. So uh, For victory! That's right! So uh, then, they fight the Wendigo, and Snowbird actually winds up taking down Wendigo. Like she What?! She turns into a bear and fights him. Could she turn into a Wendigo? She doesn't... Tr- no! Know. That would be blasphemous. Yeah, that would be gross. Uh, so Just like the- she wouldn't turn into a Nightcrawler. How gross. <laughs> exactly. Because who could ever get over how gross a Nightcrawler I is? I guess she's friends with Kitty Pryde. <laughs> yeah. Good uh, she turns into... No, she turns into like a wolf. But she... Oh. And the wolf like kicks the shit out of Wendigo. And Wolverine, who is... Uh, you mean a wolf could kick the crap out of Wendigo? And Wolverine And Wolverine can't. Wolverine's having a hard time fighting the Wendigo. Because the wolf's in the way? No, the wendigo's just really tough. Because he respects the wendigo? No. He's just fighting. Because he won't pop the claws? No, it's just because they need... Snowbird to fight Wendigo. I was under the impression that Wolverine was the best at what he did. Yes, and sometimes what he does is he fights Wendigo, and other times he lets other people fight Wendigo. You know, he's the best there is at what he's doing at the time, like making a cheese sandwich or (laughs) fighting Wendigo or, you know, losing to the Hulk or, you know, building a school named after a girl he never had sex with. (laughs) There's all kinds of things that he's great at, and in this case, what he's great at is passing the buck to Snowbird to fighting the Wendigo, defeating him, and then she loses control over her powers and so she's like a feral wolf and Wolverine is the best at not going immediately to violence and so he tries to like talk her down into turning back into Snowbird which he does because Wolverine... uh... I'm sorry I don't believe that at all. No! No! Well, Wolverine would never talk someone down. No, well, that's the thing. He knows that too, and in fact, it's all it's a, it's a, it's part of his character development. Like the the big miniseries, Wolverine by Chris Claremont, what some people feel is like one of the most definitive Wolverine stories of all time. It's a really great book. Uh, in that story, like Wolverine gets married and stuff. Like a lot of things happen. He, to the chick over in Japan. Yes, exactly. Okay. And uh, he, her name Mariko. Mariko. Uh, or is it Yuriko? No, it's Mariko. So. Uh, <laughs> There's another chicken in ago that he also bangs but no.
1: No, I, uh, but, that,
0: but that's entirely different. That's a different story. So, uh that's a story for another time. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, uh in that story kind of Wolverine is trying not to be like, okay, I know how to solve this problem, snicked murder. So, he's using Snowbird's vulnerability as a way to build his character a little more. So he's like, he's like, okay, Snowbird, like you're you're a good person, and it's hilarious because he's so like, so that's why he let Snowbird attack the Wendigo because if he attacked the Wendigo, he'd be like, well, now I'm just ruining my rep. Yeah, well, he's, he's like, trying I'm, to be a good. Girl. I'm really ruining like the self growth that I'm trying to to, he's, to he's get myself. He's also
1: ruining the idea that you would need anyone else but Wolverine if you don't let that's someone true. else win. I assume that him talking it down da- or talking her down was like. I have been there. Like, I know, that's what he's but doing. I understand the animalistic nature of the of the like, oh, fighting and like that's in me and you got to control that and like it takes over sometimes. And... Yeah,
0: that's exactly right. Hilariously enough, he thinks about talking her down more than he actually talks her down. We get three uh, thought bubbles for the thinking about oh, it. And they're and huge. The thing he says is, "Hear me, princess. Listen to me. Remember who you are, what you were." Princess well, because Wolverine also likes to talk to dames. <laughs> like, he's a private detective from the 70s. Why well, was he Han should... solo? Yeah. I was wondering if she was a princess because of the crown. Mm, no. It looks like a crown. It's a... Oh, no, it's a crown. Or a tiara, at least. Uh, no, he calls every woman he meets, like, a dame, a doll, a princess, sexy. All right. It's like Bub, but for girls.
1: <sighs> we could so... be Bubs.
0: So no, you're, you're boobs. No, yeah. <laughs> So uh the hate you. So then uh Shaman uses his Alpha Flight Mutant powers to make the Wendigo revert back into a person. And cure him of the Wendigo. Why why didn't he do that before? Because the Wendigo was too busy like thrashing around. I think he needed to like actually like be like create the ceremony and like have him still for a moment. It's called a tranquilizer gun. Oh yeah, they needed that big time. It looks like. Wolverine's like, I got six tranquilizers right here. Ah.
1: Wolverine, those are those, are, those are knives. <laughs>
0: those are just big knives. Trust me, he's really sedated now. Yeah. I fucked him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I learned this one for the I tarantula.
0: I'm <laughs> <laughs> stunned. So, uh, Shaman turns the Wendigo back into this dude. The dude's like, Oh, thank God, the nightmare's over. And Alpha's like, Not yet. You're under arrest. Kill all those people as the Wendigo. <laughs> Even though you had no control over it. no. But, but he clearly, did... you became the Wendigo because you were a cannibal. He did voluntarily become the Wendigo. By eating people? Yeah. That's... Well, yeah, that's fair to be, be under arrest for. Yeah, exactly.
1: That was the longest, thinnest cigar I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah, those were very popular back then. Um, it's also very Clint Eastwoody. That's just a twig. He's smoking a twig. He's just smoking a tree. <laughs> <laughs> He's Hang on a second. It's Snap. Like, yeah. Ah, uh, this is much better. So, uh, Alpha Flight is like... Well, anyway, Wolverine, you helped us take down the Wendigo, you're okay in our book. Is this a pivotal moment that... Leads to... The day change past? Hold the phone, guys, because here it comes. Alpha Flight then goes to the Canadian government, and they're like, So, you wanted to meet with us? And the Canadian government's like, We can't afford to keep Alpha Flight uh, in, you know, as, as a government arm, so you're all fired. But I hope that this experience doesn't sour you on Canada... And uh, doesn't stop you from being superheroes in Canada because we really need you. I don't think Canada would do that, right? I'm pretty sure Canada would just be like, "Look, we 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 can't pay you, but you know, we'll give you like maple syrup." Well, I think that's kind of where he, where he says it's just that like he fires them and then he's like, "But like, I hope you don't actually like leave." It's just that like don't be, don't expect like a paycheck for being Alpha Flight. Well, yeah, it's just no, we'll pay you in syrup. Yeah. So. So then Alpha Flight is disbanded in 1980 for like a few minutes and, and then, then the Blob an old member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants right. originally formed by Magneto is rescued from prison by Mystique who has reformed the Brotherhood of Mu- Evil Mutants but she's in charge now.
1: And Alpha Flight's involved?
0: Not at all. Alpha And the, flight, and the Wendigo's involved? Alpha flight. flight goes to not stop Not in any way. Nope.
1: And, and Magdy is involved?
0: Magdy does not appear anymore in this book. So then we're in the future, the far-off future of 2013, and it's days of future past, where a older Kate Pride, who is too old to be called Kitty or Catherine or whatever, she's Kate Pride, uh, she's wearing a mutant power inhibitor collar in the ruins of what was New York City, and she's bringing medical supplies back to Sentinel Home Base because she's like a a like a, a slave to the Sentinels who have destroyed Manhattan. This is literally all the context that has been given to me when I first read it that I'm giving to you. That you are thrown in the deep end of Day's of Future Past. Okay. And Cape Pride is like, Man, like, I've got some plans, shit is coming down, uh, but I better, I, I hopefully won't die on my way back to Sentinel Home Base because I got these medical supplies and I have a crucial mission that's going to take place today. And then some rogues, not to be confused with a rogue sorry, this member is, of
1: the X Men. Is this Kate Pride? Yes,
0: uh, the one who looks like Willem Dafoe, that's Kate Pride. Uh, she... <laughs> but that's because she's old, you see. And women who are old are gross looking, according to John Byrne. Well, and Willem Dafoe kind of looks like an old woman. Yeah. Especially when he dresses like an old woman. But in she's not... Saints. She That's wouldn't gross. be that old. What? No. No, she's, four, she's 13 and a half, which they mention a bit, at least four times in this book. It's not the age, it's the experiences it's, that she's had to go not through. not the years, it's the during, mileage. During <laughs> Days of Future Past. All right. Which we've seen so much. No, of. it's 1980. It's 2013, so she's what, 46? 46. And a half. And Whoa whoa whoa. After 30, you stop counting halves. Well, I think after five you stop counting halves, but in this book, she's 13 and a half. Uh so anyway, she's attacked by rogues. Oh, she, Not the X-Man rogue. Yeah, she kicked him. She, she thucked him. him, yeah. She's uh attacked by rogues, which is like a roving band of thugs slash like marauders who dress vaguely like Native American Native American?
1: And Alba flies involved?
0: No. No Alpha Flight. But, Alpha. Forget about Alpha Flight. But Cyclops comes back. No quick. no Cyclops. He's not back either. No Cyclops. So then Wolverine shows up, and he's all old, and you can tell because he has some white in his hair. Well,
1: he was in the other stories.
0: Yes. Wolverine shows up. <laughs> he rescues Kate Pride, and he's like, you know, don't freaking die. We still have this, ma- we have this major plan. We have to get like going. Uh, so then she brings the medical supplies. By the way, the medical supplies she's got, like, she's sent... Out wearing the power inhibitor inhibitor collar to like pick the bones of New York, like find shit that we could use back at the concentration camps. Right. So the power inhibitor collar allows her to go out without being recognized. No, it, it allows her to go out without using her powers. She's just a person running around out there. Is that a what us being what help horses? does that yeah. give her? Or is it because like the Sentinels don't want her using her powers? The Sentinels don't want her using her powers. She's okay. a slave. And but they also are like we need people to go out and get shit from. Why the, can't the Sentinels do that? They're robots. Just set a fucking million of them. That's a great idea. I don't know. So because then you don't have total control. Exactly. I do love this image. This is one of my favorite images, and unfortunately, it's given like a quarter of the space of one page with no color of like a greyhound or a Lakeland bus being pulled by horses. It's really cool. It is really cool, and you get to see. I actually, this panel is recreated the way you want to see it in the upcoming Secret Wars days of or years of future past. That's
1: cool. Does she have a big M on the back of She her? does.
0: That's how you know she's a mutant. Huh. Not through the power inhibitor collar. No.
1: Well, that could just be fashion.
0: Yes, she has to She has to wear these ugly, unfashionable green jumpsuits and yellow boots. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not say unfashionable. Let's just say that they aren't as flattering as they should Fair be. Fair enough. So then she meets up with uh, Storm, Rachel Summers, who is Cyclops, and Madeline Pryor, who's pretending to be Jean Grey's Daughter, who will eventually become like her own Phoenix, uh, and Franklin Richards, her husband, in the day's future past future.
1: Uh, well, can he fix this?
0: No, he can't because he's wearing a friggin' inhibitor collar. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, also. Yeah. Oh. Also, everyone's dead. But they're not
1: really. They're just in a
0: in s- a state n- of hibernation. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> <in> another, <laughs> are they stunned? No. They're I in another
1: place that somebody like, oh created? created. No,
0: that's forget all that. None of that had anything to do with Days Future Past. It was all just in this story for no reason, no reason at all. It's just because Days Future Past is literally two issues. What? Two? Are you Kidding me? No, it's two issues. It's like it's like thirty pages. What a goddamn ripoff! I know it's epic thing that everyone that, hangs their hat on for the the, the the amount of book we
1: have left is not two issues.
0: No, no, it's not, and we're gonna finish it. Oh god damn it! So anyway, uh, the plan is. Not unlike the movie, in that they're like, okay, uh, Rachel Summers, who is a telepath, is going to use her her telepathic powers, uh, first they're going to get past the inhibitor collar, they have to break it or whatever, and uh, they're going to use the the, the telepath powers to send one of the X-Men or one of their team's subconscious, or consciousness, into the body of their past self, but they can't pick any of the regular X-Men because... Professors trained all their brains to protect themselves from psychic attack. It's, something that, it's a trick that Professor X taught everybody. But Kitty Pride was too young and too inexperienced to have gotten that training yet. So she is susceptible to the mind uh, overriding that Rachel Summers is going to do. So, they, so why, doesn't, why don't they send someone back to before they got that training? Like someone a little bit more capable? Because most of them are dead. The new Wolverine's ex- not. No, but Wolverine also is, like, 150, and he's, like, probably got other things. He also had that Swiss cheese memory from, like, all the implants and shit. Like, he's a, he's a horn's nest. He only works if it's a movie, because those sell movie tickets. So they send Kate Pride back into the younger body of Kitty Pride. Okay. So we're back to, like, but way back when I first read this, I was going to, like, cool, we're going to go back to the first issue of this story, right? No! It's just another adventure in the story of the X-Men. We don't...
1: We literally don't touch on any of the issues that you just explained. No!
0: Especially the giant background issue that Cyclops won us. No! That was literally just a fill-in issue. We
1: don't... We don't jump back to when she's at home
0: guarding the base of Charles because everyone else is off doing something else. In the, like, Dante's Inferno dimension? No. Or when, you know, X-Men... Wolverine and Nightcrawler go to Alpha Flight? Nope. No. No, None of that. Mm Mm-mm. So... Does she refer to herself as Kate instead of Kitty? Yes. Okay. That's the one cool thing that, like, she brings back with her. Yeah. And, uh, so the idea here is Senator Robert Kelly is a political moderate. He has a problem with mutants. He's kind of like, mutants are an issue because they're people born with powers and they don't necessarily have control over them and they could, like, do anything with them. It's like if someone bought a gun. Right. Or was born with gun arms. So he has an issue, but he's also not an abject racist like most of these characters are who are like in opposition to mutants or who are interested in the mutant registration. Uh, but Robert Kelly is going to be murdered. Uh, and when he's murdered, his death will galvanize the country into uh, accelerating the Sentinel program and electing another crazy jackass president. And he will like push the Sentinel program even further to the point where... They're going to kill anyone with superpowers, and so everyone will... Su- well, originally it was going to be they kill mutants, or they're going to round up mutants. Then the Sentinels, like, start to misunderstand their programming, and so they see, like, all people with powers are a problem, and then they see all people as a problem, and so Sentinels have kind of declared war on the United States. So the Sentinels are the issue. It's not the fact that, like, there is a a government that is using them. No. The government facilitates the sentinels rise to power but it's the sentinels who are actually the the problem
1: do you mean that skynet just gained
0: self like self-awareness yeah yeah four years before terminator by the way Ooh.
1: Ooh. Uh
0: but the idea of robots like destroying humanity isn't altogether new right. i mean yeah that kind of makes sense. so uh the their plan is they're going to stop the assassination of robert kelly because that's the only thing they know is what's going to happen uh, Incidentally, Moira McTaggart and Professor X are at the—they're in DC, watching Senator Kelly explain, like how he's like, I don't really know all the sides of the issue, but you know, mutants, there might be an issue. But that's why we have uh, famed geneticist Professor Charles Xavier, whom we all don't know is a mutant, uh, is here to help us, like explain the I other side know of the he's story. A geneticist. Yeah, according to this, he is. Oh. So, uh, yeah, Who makes people well, believe he is. He's an expert in. What genetics. are you? I'm a geneticist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm also an architect, so and a marine biologist. <laughs> so, uh, she is. Oh, by the way, Kate Pride is well over uh, Nightcrawler's like weird-looking problem. Okay, like that's another that was a connection. The big... There you go. Uh, so when when she so when uh, Kate Pride overwrites Kitty Pride, um, she wakes up and she's like. Kurt, you're alive! Oh my god! She gives him hugs, and he's like, "Wow, nice, all right." And she's like, "Okay, everybody, stop what you're doing. I'm from the future, and everything's gonna get fucked. Let's go." And they're like, "We have no choice but to believe her." Good. That yeah, is much, is, it's, it's much like, better than that's not. It's like it's so unexpected. Yeah. But, yeah. They're like they're like, "Well, that sounds she's really fucking serious about it." And Kitty's usually pretty airheaded, so yeah, all right, let's go. I mean, we're we're in Westchester. We just hop in the Blackbird. It'll take like 20 minutes to get to DC. We'll just go. So, okay. they do. <laughs> that's reasonable. It works. Yeah, and Kate like explains to them the future, and meanwhile, they're like, eh, that might not work." Like, what if our plan of sending Kate into the future or into the past doesn't work? So, they're also sending a contingent to destroy the Sentinel's home base because Oh,
1: they're going to befriend a
0: Sentinel and then send it back to protect no! Senator Robert Kelly. Time travel only works in that you can send a, some, a consciousness back in time. Oh. Using telepathy. All right. So, uh... Because the mind can break the time barrier. Right. Not the body. No. At least as far as they know. Later on, the body can. But that's, like, another story. The problem is, the Sentinels have really only taken over the United States. And the rest of the world knows that the Sentinels are coming for the rest of the world. So everyone in the world has all their nukes ready to go to blow up the United States. In the future. Y- in the future. Okay. In 2013. <laughs> so the, uh, in the far-off distant Of future. two years ago! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the, the X-Men or the survivors are like, the world's going to nuke us unless we stop these Sentinels and tell them not to. So they send a small contingent like, of wheelchair-bound Magneto Actually can't go because he's in a wheelchair, so he stays and guards the base. oh uh, he could just make himself hover. Come on, yeah, I know. It's Magneto. He doesn't. No. Nope. Does he have a collar? Yes. Oh. No. So, uh, Wolverine, Colossus, and a few other all uh, characters who die go to the future or go to the to the Sentinel base to take over. alright uh, And so that's I, I like that idea too. That like they have to stop themselves from nuclear annihilation by stopping the, the robots, like in okay. Terminator. So. <laughs> Uh, Kate Pride and the X-Men go to, uh, Robert Kelly's, like, speech. Uh, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, led by Mystique, are there. Uh, there's also another character named Destiny, who's this weird-looking, like, chick character. Who, uh, can see the future of people's, like, she can see people's futures, but she can't see Kitty at all. Because Kitty is from a future that she doesn't understand. Like, she didn't recognize... So, like...
1: Okay. So or like whatever. an
0: alternate timeline. Yeah. Or something. But for any... In any case... But isn't that everyone's future? Yeah. Is, you know, a series of decisions in alternate timelines? Right, but she... But her mutant different? power is because, that she can see them.
1: It's because her consciousness is from out of time. That's really what So, it is. therefore... It's... it's
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, the X... Literally, uh, the X-Men... Or the Brotherhood shows up. They, like, blow up the wall. They're like, we're gonna kill you, Robert Kelly. And then the X-Men show up they is like no, and they're like, no, you won't, and that's like where the timeline changes. Because originally the X Men don't show up, and like the Blob and Pyro and Avalanche and Mystique and Destiny like kill Robert Kelly. Destiny and, does it too. Yeah, she's part of their team. Oh, Wouldn't she be that. able to see the future? She, future? she she sees their futures, but she doesn't see that far in the future. She's not like this will kill everybody. Hooray! She's it's like ten like, minutes in the future. Yeah, it's more like yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, you're gonna burn your mouth on that hot puck.
0: Yeah, she's like, like yeah. Thank God. So. uh... <laughs> That would actually be incredibly useful. Yeah. <laughs> I, would never, I would never bite my lip or my tongue again. No, that's right.
1: Maybe you would, though. There's no altering it.
0: Yeah. You're like, damn it, here it comes. That would be really shit if you could see the future, but you couldn't change it. Yeah. 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 So, uh... It's a curse. Professor X is like, or Mo- Moira McTaggart's like, Whoa, what's happening? And Professor X is like, Don't worry, Moira. It's actually Kitty Pride from the future. And she's displaced their body. I know it sounds crazy, but I use my psychic powers to contextualize what's happening and save us some time. So, okay. Anyway, just go with it. And then they do. And they fight the fucking brother of the evil, of yeah, evil mutants. Uh, and by the way, it's hilarious because they're like, You're not the brotherhood of M- evil mutants. Magneto runs the brotherhood of evil mutants. It's like, and Mystique's like, yeah, but I am now. Get and over Mystique's it. like, yeah, like Blob is really unhappy that he's part of the Brotherhood of the Real Mutants. He's like, I don't take orders from a dame, and she like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's silly. And then she knocks him around. This a bit. is yeah. written in the in the early eighties, right? Eighties. Yeah. Seriously. Sal, who is this? Who well, no. is this chick on your right talking? I know, right? can yeah, should you yeah. just let us have a conversation? But geez, the funny thing is, like, that's the point. Is that like they're showing that the, the Blob is a toolbox, and like Mystique gives and him- so is Ben. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> In that instance, when I was characterizing, right? Yeah. no. Uh, ultimately, I think Destiny is like going to kill Robert Kelly, and she's got like a gun trained on him or whatever. All right. And Kitty P- and Kate Pride in Young Kitty Pride's body does a move that Young Kitty Pride would never have done because she didn't learn enough yet to stop Destiny. Okay. I think she phases through her body and like moves the. What? The, the, the harpoed... Is she wearing something
1: like, on her face?
0: Yeah, it's like a meta mask. Golden mask.
1: Oh, she can't see anything.
0: Yeah, she's blind, but her her, her destiny powers allow her to see. So does
1: she know yeah. she has like, a boob window, or what?
0: I think that's probably... Well, you're going to be a little chilly right here, I'm pretty sure you know. Oh, yeah. that's true. That's probably her design. So now anyway... she's like, I have a cold heart. Yeah, That's why I'm in the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Because my heart is always cold. Should we just tell her that it's a little piece of her costume? That's missing? Yeah. No, we need oh, her. Oh, we need her. <laughs> Otherwise, how will we know how to escape? So, uh, Kitty kicks his ass and then... Her ass. Her ass. And says, Senator Duck! And then Kelly gets out of the way, doesn't die, and then she immediately starts going back to the, to the time that she came from. And it's weird because, like, in the description of it, they're like, two consciousness. And they pass each other, so like young kitty's coming back into her old into her body. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Young kitty was displaced into into the into like the future, but we don't see any any result of that. Like we don't see like young kitty going like this is a crazy place. Like she's just unconscious. So like, but ostensibly it's like quantum leap in that Sam's consciousness goes into that person's body and their consciousness goes into Sam's. Okay. That's the that's the implication I got from it. See, I had never I'd never knew that. You know, the other person's consciousness went into the same body. Oh yeah, no. In fact, like when he displaces, like Elvis, for example, uh, he goes back into Elvis or into Sam's body, and then like Elvis puts on like a little concert for people at Project Quantum Leap. But in Sam's voice. But in Sam's voice. But Sam's also a great singer, so oh, okay. it works out great. <laughs> because Sam Scott Bakula is a Broadway-trained actor and can sing and dance and do many things. Steal our hearts, for example, because he's so great. She's such a great actor. The two consciousnesses, like, pass each other. Okay. Like, ships in the night. Do they wave? They kiss each other.
1: I was literally going to make the joke that they make out a little bit, but...
0: mm. Now, old Kate Pride gives young Kitty Pride, like, like, a psychic kiss goodbye. Like, because she thinks, like, maybe I'm being unmade. So I, like... You know, like...
1: I'm also, I always want to
0: know what it would be like to kiss myself. It's so weird. Might as well. But then, like with a 30-year difference. Yeah. But it's like, why would you say that? Like, why'd you put that in the book? So then like, she wakes up with the faint feeling that maybe she was kissed by her older self. And you're like, okay. And then Robert Kelly is like, okay, so here's the change. Robert Kelly goes, true, the X-Men saved my life. But if mutants didn't exist at all, my life would never have been in jeopardy. So, fuck mutants, I'm totally on the right now, and I'm going to team up with Trask and uh, Henry Peter Gyrick, we're going to create a Sentinel program, and start Days of Future Past. So they didn't change a thing? Maybe.
1: That really doesn't make any sense. Like, No. Why, why would...
0: And eventually... Why it's
1: because you... you can't change your destiny! Right. Well, That's it. No, what is just proof that there are good mutants in this world? Yeah, Both good and bad. Yeah, and like there even, are people. He even says that,
0: but he's like, but if there weren't any mutants. Yeah, and if there weren't any people, then they wouldn't have any problems. Right, right, but if I didn't have any people, then who would I have sex with? So, like, no. That doesn't work. But if I have no mutants, screw them, because I'm also not one of those. <laughs> Look. Except not screw them, because I don't want to screw them. No, well, unless they're hot. But I still want their powers to go away. So anyway, it's dumb. And then the X-Men are like, whoo, that was crazy. It was just another day in the light. It was, was 2 parts. So this does nothing. You never see the future result of that. I mean, happens. later you see it. Yeah, like, I mean, later they retread Days Future Past. And Bishop shows up? Eh, yeah, that's, that's Apocalypse's Boy. future. It's oh. That's mm-hmm. not the Sentinel future. Although Sentinels are in it. It's Apocalypse's oh. future. So... So they did nothing. So they did nothing. I mean, like, kinda they did. But, like... Well, no, they didn't! Well, no. Now they've created a future in which Robert Kelly continues, in which he, dis- he isn't dead. But he's also a kid. And still creates the Sentinel program. Yes. So we still get Days of Future Past. Well, we still get Sentinels. But, like, it doesn't happen at the same time, so it's like Terminator 3. Of course it happens at the same time. No, because, like, the Sentinel program is actually... What does it happen? Oh, it happens earlier. Yes. So we get it even sooner. Right. So even less mu- mutants, <laughs> and even less prepared mutants, can fight the Sentinels. No, because... And somehow they win. Right. No, I mean, yeah. So, uh... I'll throw my hands up in the air about this. During the, uh... During the future story, like, they go... Uh, they all fail. Like, every character... Like, Franklin Richards dies, and... Uh,
1: oh, right. The people who were, like, the people to were the
0: gonna... Date. Yeah. Magneto dies. Uh, they do a fastball special, which is one of my favorite moves, where Colossus takes Wolverine, and he throws him at a sentinel or at a person... And so he pitches uh, Wolverine at a sentinel, and the sentinel just blasts him and melts his flesh off of this stupid adamantium skeleton. And then just clang dead. Because Claremont's not going to do that single cell regeneration thing. Because right. nobody thought of that yet. So, like, and Storm dies. I think he, throw, yep, he throws a javelin through her. Oh, Who? The sentinel. Like, thunk. So then the next story is a Christmas story. Uh, where. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're done. Um, these stories are cool. Right?
1: But, um, why the hell are they in this book?
0: Because, well, I mean, like you can't or just or sell two books. No. You call it Days I mean, of That's not a trade paperback. I
1: kind of understand the recap.
0: Right? With, I don't.
1: With Scott. Because, like, if you're picking this up as a jumping on point, like, with their whole, like, you know, Stanley's, like, every book is someone's first book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: With going with that philosophy, it would make sense that they would put
0: that in there. To give you like some context for where the X-Men are, like, are right But now. it doesn't but, point them in any direction. No, no,
1: no, but I'll give you that one. But, um, <clears throat> Kurt going to hell, mm-hmm. which establishes Kitty's dislike of him, mm-hmm. but that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the Wendigo story.
0: Yeah.
1: And the Christmas story uh-huh. don't really seem to affect anything. No, they've. And now maybe to I'm with. wrong because I don't really know much about um, the, the the deep history of, of the X-Men. Of the
0: X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it just doesn't. It just seems like Marvel uh, just wanted to sell a book.
0: Yes, because this is an. Well, iconic. And you gotta get Days of Future Past out there. Like well, I should be able to get a copy of Days of Future Past without having to go back and find back issues of it. I agree. Well, it's an iconic cover. Oh, yeah. And the idea of it, but at the same time, like, this is kind of a ripoff. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. And even the story of Days of Future Past? Mm hmm sucks. No, it's pretty cool. Well, I do like it. It's just, her. there's not, it's just that the, like, if they had, like, stretched it out, if maybe, like, the length of this book had been the length of Days of Future Past, where, like, we really embellish the, the, the story where, like, Kitty has to convince the X-Men to help her, and, like, maybe if the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants were interesting, or if they did something cool, or if it wasn't just, they literally, like, it's not like they go to, a, like, they actually adapt Days of Future Past to, for the X-Men animated series, and they bring in, uh, Bishop. They, like tie in two different time travel stories, yeah. and in that one, like Bishop kind of takes the place of Kitty Pryde, um, where he has to like have that band on at all times that keeps him tethered in the past. If he breaks it, he goes right back to the future. Uh, in that one, Mystique is still involved in the assassination of Robert Kelly, but she impersonates Gambit to like sow That's distrust right. in That's right. the mutant population. So, and it also sows distrust within the X Men. Because Bishop thinks that Gambit's the one who killed Robert Kelly. Yeah. And uh, in fact, it's Mystique pretending to be Gambit for no reason. Because everyone forgets that there is Mystique. Right. I will say everyone that... forgets Do about Mystique. Do you see this? Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's how much of that story is. This is Days of Future Past. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 30 pages. I will say, the only thing I like about the story is the fact that Kitty says, No, I'm from the future, and everyone's like, All right, well, let's do this. Yeah, you know what? We fought Space Alien. There's no bullshit. No, we fought the Phoenix. Like, Jean's dead. Scott quit. I get it. You know what? Let's go. All right, I'm down. That sounds about right. It's like, what harm could it possibly do us to at least go and check this out? Right, they just go. Like, she's not like, we have to murder one of you. Like, in in the cartoon version, Bishop's like, one of you is going to betray the X-Men and cause the end of the world, and I have to kill one of you. Like, that's a problem. And, I, and he's like, and I can't yeah. remember who it is. And then Gambit walks in and he's like, oh, it's, it's you!" Gambit. Yeah, and they're like, no, you can't kill him. And then there's conflict. In this one, it's just like, someone wants to go to DC. Okay. To stop an assassination. Like, I guess maybe that'll happen. And it's hilarious that the assassination is just that these characters, like, show up and they're like, we're gonna, like, I guess punch you to death. This <laughs> feature you past is a really fun For me, excerpt. For me, it's a throwaway story that Claremont was like, I need another story. You know what would be cool? Like, a future story. Like, maybe he read some Philip K. Dick and was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. I could put that in my X-Men book. Like, really, that was, like, at the extent of it. And then it spiraled out into this, like, what a cool future where, like, especially if you're a huge X-Men fan and you see, like, on those gravestones, like, oh, shit, like Captain America and Mr. Fantastic, like, no one survived but a handful of X-Men. Proving that the X-Men are better than any other mutants. Yeah, or any other superhero. Or their superhero team. Like, better than a super soldier. Yep. Better than people who got changed by cosmic rays. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so there's... uh, Also, it's a cool future. Who doesn't love post-apocalyptic futures? Oh, in Wolverine's first adventure. Like, the first appearance of Wolverine was was in an Incredible Hulk comic in which the Hulk fought Wendigo and Wolverine. Uh, And and
1: and Snowbird took down Wendigo.
0: Not in that book, no.
1: No, I'm just saying.
0: Oh, yeah. No, she did not. So Snowbird could take down the Hulk.
1: (laughs) I think that's what we're saying.
0: No! Because Wendigo didn't take down the Hulk. Okay. It's not a power meter like where, you know, if if Wolverine can beat Wendigo, then that means... (laughs) And and Hulk can beat Wolverine, then that means that Wendigo...
1: (laughs) But I mean, the Wendigo is just took a
0: a punch right to the face, and he's still going. And Wendigo's a tough motherfucker, but like, but but Snowbird's the tougher than Wendigo. But Snowbird, well, she lost her humanity, like you know, she lost her mind. So it's like it's like
1: Hulk, Snowbird,
0: (laughs) Wendigo, (laughs) Wolverine. Wolverine. No, I think it's Wolverine, Wendigo, Hulk, Snowbird. Well, we've never seen.
1: No, because I think that because he he throws because Hulk
0: beats Wendigo. Yeah. No, Hulk just throws Wendigo away like a piece of trash. Yeah, and Wolverine you... and Hulk team up and they defeat Wendigo in that first. Oh,
1: season. so then yeah, the Snowbird is the top.
0: Yeah, right. Hmm, that's cool. Because Wendigo can be uh or Snowbird can beat Wendigo on our own. Right. I'm really looking forward to what they're doing with it for Secret Wars because I, I actually saw a, ch- uh, a publication that was explaining Secret Wars as Civil War and number one the creative team on that looks really awesome. Number two, whatever they do with Days of Future Past will be a lot cooler than what they did in this. I'm not like, no. I'm not saying I didn't like it, no. and I love Burns' art, but and I, it's it's not it, like it, it fleshing it out would be really cool.
1: I know, I know. Ben, said he's not a fan of the of the Days of Future Past story. Um. I do like it. I think what annoys... Not annoys me, but what makes me so like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Is everything that they put in around this book. Yes. Like, in the trade. Oh, yeah. I like the story. A Trojan horse, a lot yeah, of random X-Men Yeah, it's really X-Men weird. Book. And it's not even like they put Deja Vuittress at the beginning, and then... Well, not like, you and, throw it away. Right, and then here are other stories. And like, mm-hmm. here are some other X-Men stories. Yes. They act like that's like... One hundred percent necessary, and while sure, like if you've never read X Men before, it helps to establish the team and like what's in their on. And you, you also
0: know like what the tone of these books is going to be.
1: But like, if I pick this up and like, I'm like, "Oh, Days of Future Past," and I'm like. And you the, get half of the hell is you Asia. get through the alpha
0: Flight hat. story, yeah. yeah, they're all different, and you're like, this is just discombobulated. Yeah, yeah. There's no reference to it, by the way, in the Christmas episode. At no point is she like, I can't believe I was displaced by my older self. Like, nothing.
1: That's really weird. There's not even a forward where they're like, hey, we added these things in. No.
0: Which is amazing because you, you like, I love those, by the way. I love the forwards by like the original art or like writer. Who's yeah. Like, Here's some thoughts I was having when I was doing this. Like, yeah, no. Anyway, there you go. Days, Feature past. Sorry. <laughs> this is why I like the X-Men cartoon show. No. No. We need to do something with that show. But he said this is why I like it. Oh, yeah. It's a great show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, solid. Yeah.
1: No, I'm telling you. I like the story. I just don't understand this trade. I oh, don't... no.
0: And that's... It's weird. And this is like one of the newer trades.
1: I don't know who did this. Uh, was,
0: who did this? I, I don't like the fact that you don't get to see what happens in the future. Oh, yeah. Well, like, later on they touch, they touch on it. But, like, at this point, Claremont doesn't care. He's like, whatever. That story's over. Like, move on. But it's not. You started with that.
1: I guess it's because they wanted to put a Claremont trade together. Because they could have done Days of Future Past and then throw in, like, more modern stories that, like, continue that on. And that just would have been the Days of Future Past trade, but they might have called it something else. But they wanted it to be a Claremont book.
0: Right. That could be. I don't know. It's bizarre.
1: It's really bizarre.
0: Well... Here you go, Days Future Past by Claremont and Byrne. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. And hey, if you want to see more episodes of Back Issues, you can click the sensation bar here to see them. Uh, thanks a lot for watching, everybody. I am Sal. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Ben. You just watched Back Issues on Comic Pop. We'll see you next time. Bye. No, it's not done yet. There's still a whole issue. Wait,
1: Ben, this is where it's like Dickens. Yeah, we got right? a Christmas Carol after this. Is it really?
0: No. No. Well, it, it is in as much as it's a story that takes place on Christmas. And the story is, so Kitty Pryde's Jewish, and everyone else is Christian, so everyone leaves for Christmas except for Kitty. She gets to stay back and guard the base on Christmas. With Professor Xavier. No, Professor X takes the X-Men out. And, <laughs> and,
1: then, and then the Wendigo shows up?
0: No, and then an interdimensional I- alien that they had thought they had defeated the race of, one of them, like, escapes and kills some people, and then goes to the X-Mansion and fights Kitty. And, and then, then learns the true meaning of Christmas. And No, then, she kills
1: it. And then these aliens... Affect
0: the Sentinel program? Not in any way. No, the alien just bugs Kitty. And Kitty, like... uh, Like, it, it gives chase to her throughout the X-Mansion. And then she lures it into the hangar uh, where they keep the Blackbird. And she turns on, like, the afterburners on the Blackbird. And it vaporizes the, the alien. But uh, Kitty then talks to one of the psychics, like Professor X, when mm-hmm. they come back. And tells her, or tells him, to put her subconscious... Back in the past, no. Nope. So that she can warn everyone not to leave for Christmas. <laughs> no, nope, that doesn't happen because it doesn't matter because like everyone comes back shortly thereafter. Because one of the problems was like Kitty was lonely on Christmas. She's like, I'm Jewish on Christmas. Nobody's around. She calls her parents. They're not there.
1: Where the hell are they? They're they're, just not, they're
0: not there. They're not on the phone. It's back when like there was no voicemail.
1: Right, like, but if they're where did they go? where
0: did they go? They probably went to a, like a Chinese restaurant or something. The movies.
1: Why didn't they invite her?
0: Because she's fucking in Westchester, New York with where, the X-Men. Where are they? They're not there. They're, they live a, far Look, away. Look, they're not going to talk to their daughter.
1: D- wait, is it Nightcrawler there?
0: No, he left with the others because he's no, but can't
1: he bamp her over to them first? Before he, he left
0: already. Well, that just seems inconsiderate. It is. Except when they come back, uh, they've come back with Kitty's parents. She couldn't reach them because they were with the X-Men, like, coming to the X-Mansion. So they can celebrate Christmas with their...
1: So they needed to make her feel like shit? Yep. So they can
0: celebrate Christmas with their Jewish friends. That's the true meaning of Christmas. Yep. Is impl- is imposing your holiday on other people. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then and then that was the day that the Sentinel's heart grew three times? Right. No. Three sizes? Is that what happens? And then they don't kill no, all the Venus?
0: No, that's when Tresk's heart <laughs> grew three <laughs> times. True, yeah. Three and yeah. he that's lifted good. up the whole Sentinel program and threw <laughs> it up. Get
1: the sun or something. Right yeah. up the, off the side of Mount Crumpet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No.
0: Oh wow. That demon thing is awesome. Yeah.
1: It's the alien. It's like eating those people. Yeah. That's, it was, is it a xenomorph?
0: It, it, like it, it looks is. like a xenomorph. It actually also looks like a brood.
1: It's a, a xenobrood.
0: Yeah. No. There's a it's couple. A there's like a couple that's going to cut down their own Christmas tree. They just got married and they're having their first Christmas together, and they're cutting down a Christmas tree. And then what like, the
1: hell is happening? in A storm.
0: Oh, uh, it's a dream.
1: Oh, she like knows it's coming.
0: Yeah no well she doesn't know what's coming it's just more like I don't know